And that brings us up to 9 a.m. on the nose, and you are most welcome to join us here on this uh, Wednesday, the 29th of July. This is Community Pulse, your locally produced program on the coronavirus pandemic here in mid-Missouri. As a reminder, you can check out Community Pulse live Monday through Thursdays at 9 a.m. The backdated episodes are then loaded up to our website, kopn.org, also our Facebook page and Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Today on the program, this being Wednesday, we are so very pleased to welcome back public health advocate Ginny Chadwick. And today we'll be discussing a range of topics. Uh, among those, if you happen to catch Monday's program, Dr. Elizabeth Alleman and Mallory Daly were talking about local contact, uh, contact tracing efforts. And Ginny has uh, a personal anecdote to share on how those work and how they don't. Um, we'll also be discussing coronavirus fatigue. Believe it or not, we are entering now the sixth month of this pandemic, and understandably enough, many, many people are finding it difficult to uh, live something resembling a normal life, not necessarily ignoring the virus, but escaping it for a little while while they're going with their daily tasks. So much to discuss. So glad that you're with us. Ginny, good morning to you. Good morning, Peter, <clears throat> and good morning, KOPN listeners. So, as always on Community Pulse, we'll start with the numbers, and we'll start at a, at a global level. So, we're now at 16.7 million cases around the globe that have been identified with 661,000 deaths. When we look at the U.S., we have a quarter of those cases here and 5% of the global population. So, we now have 4.3 million cases. Um, and 149,375 deaths throughout the country. Um, when we look at the cases per million count, um, for those who, as we talk about coronavirus fatigue, I think that more and more we're seeing negative or false media. Um, and in fact, you know, on a national scale, we saw yesterday the president tweet out a video that has been debunked and even removed by most um, social media outlets. Um, so we are still doing um, quite poorly. We're the only high-income country that ranks in the top 10 of cases per million. Um, and unfortunately, we set a new record yesterday. We had um, 1,773 new cases identified by the Department of Health and Senior Services yesterday. Um, we are now at eight days in a row of consecutive more than 1,000 cases identified per day in the state of Missouri. And um, there are several different positive test rates numbers being put out there. The Department of Health and Senior Services reported an 8.8% positive test rate. And that's of, of all the people we're testing. So um, everybody who goes in for maybe they're doing a test because they are having a, a surgery or they're doing a test because they're traveling and their airline rec requires it um, or they're not feeling well. So of all the people we're testing, 8.8% in the state of Missouri are testing positive. And as we know, the World Health Organization says if that rate is above 3%, we have wide community transmission. Um, it is no surprise by our numbers that that is the case. Um, so again, we're setting all-time records. 
John Hopkins, which is um, typically where I turn to get my data, did report um, that our seven-day moving average for positive test rates is 10.1%. And I think we might all recall the governor saying, you know, anything below 10% is okay. You know, again, the World Health Organization says anything um, above 3% is not okay. But um, we are now at 10% positive test rate based on John Hopkins. So we are not testing enough. I'll say it again. We are not testing enough in Boone County. We're not testing enough in Missouri. And we're definitely not testing enough in the U.S. When we look at the positive rates and the increases by county, um, Wayne County, Randolph County, Cooper County, um, Nottoway County, and um, Hickory County all fall in the top five counties to have the highest increase in um, in positive cases. So knowing that Cooper County and Randolph County are, are very close within the, the listening area, knowing that the, the case rates are increasing um, dramatically there. So Matthew Holloway yesterday did report on the um, rate of transmission, and a lot of people are looking at that. Um, it's rt.live is the website. And right now, Missouri has an a rate of transmission of 1.25. So that means that anybody who has it is giving it to more than one person. And so our, our rate of spread would increase. And our rate of transmission now is the second highest of any state in the country, um, with only Alaska being higher than us right now. So we have an, a, a rate of transmission, or RT, of 1.25. And I think we all of our listeners know that we often turn to Matthew Holloway for data. Yesterday, he did a very um, good description in his Facebook post of what that um, rate of transmission is. So for those of listeners who want to turn to that. Um, so let's go local um, and what's going on here in Boone County. So I, um, the Boone County Health Department has their COVID dashboard you know, it tells us the total number of cases. There were 1,090 cases um, based on um, Commissioner Fred Perry's post. When you look at the number of cases that we were identified just in the last 24 hours, we had 29 new cases in Boone County. Um, and we have four um, Boone County residents who are hospitalized. And our Boone County rate of transmission, our positive rate um, of testing is at 7.2%. So slight bit lower than the state, but double what um, the World Health Organization would say is a safe level to be below community transmission. When I look at our racial demographics, um, we're at 70% white and um, about 19.2% um, black. And so our rate of transmission is starting to mirror closer to um, the general population, but it is, there's still clear disparities in our minority population. So, Peter, before I get started on talking about, I really want to address um, St. Louis County just announced that they're putting in a bar curfew, and I want to talk about um, further restrictions beyond what we've done so far and what we have in place on masks. But just curious what you're thinking and hearing right now. Uh, well, Dr. Allman and I, we, we did a, sh a show on statistics. I believe it was oh, last Monday um, in which mm -hmm. we talked a little bit about uh, these statistics. And they are indeed alarming statistics. But um, 
you know, and and I don't mean to be dismissive about it uh, about them at all, but we uh, part of the theme of today's show will be uh, you know those who are suffering fatigue from this and and maybe are, are having a little bit difficulty living a normal life something like this. We should emphasize that say a thousand positive cases. Uh, since the pandemic began six months ago in Boone County, Boone County has what, 133,000 citizens, more or less? So we're still looking at, at less than a, uh, or, you know, uh, less than 1% uh, of the population. And as you emphasize, mm-hmm. we need to be testing more. This is incomplete data so long as we are not testing enough. But. Um, statistics such as these, when you actually do the percent calculations, they show you that the social distancing uh, measures that we have in place do work. And this provides something of a segue into what you're talking about with bars now. I mean, bars are, this is, <laughs> it's been proven uh, that they really do drive the transmissions rate, uh, rates up. I mean, this is close quarters, indoors, things like this. Uh, Perhaps you could explain why it's so very important that we that we regulate that industry in particular. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Peter. And as we know and we've seen, you know, since the Columbia Mask Ordinance went into place and the Missourian did a good article um, two days ago on this, the, the, the mask ordinance is having an, a positive impact. Um, we do see we peaked right at our positive test rate at 15.7%. And we are about half of that right now on um, positive test rates. And so, the, you know, we knew it would take a couple of weeks for us to see a decline in the positive tests in Boone County um, once the Columbia Mask Ordinance went into place. And we're seeing that. So we do know masking works, distancing works. And, and when we talk about, well, what's not working and why wouldn't it be working, um, you know, there's two bars that have been cited and um, are headed to court within um, the Columbia Municipal Court um, because they were not following the restrictions. You know, right now we say that there's no bus bay service and there's no um, counter service at bars and that people need to be sat at their table and that if they're moving about, they need to be wearing masks. And, you know, most communities across the country have put in some type of capacity restriction. So we know that by limiting the number of people inside in indoor places, it will help. Um, So I mentioned, you know, St. Louis County made an announcement that goes into effect on Friday that they are going to roll back um, some of their reopening measures. So they're going to limit capacity back to 25% of occupancy and cap gatherings at 50 people or fewer Um, limiting even church capacity to 25%. And they are also closing all bars starting at 10 p.m. And the mayor of Kansas City has said that they're considering following that. And, you know, we are in Missouri. We're a state that hasn't put in any real restrictions or requirements. But if we look across the country, we're, you know, we're one of the few outliers, really, Um, We've got states that are currently rolling back or reversing the restrictions that they had originally had in place. We have states that have paused their reopening. So they had said, you know, we're going to reopen July 15th and said, nope, nope, we're not going to do that now. And then we have states that have been reopening but still haven't reopened bars. And so when we look at states that have reversed it and think about, like, 
you know, who we are demographically and, and based on a political ideology, you know, Arizona has their bars closed right now. Florida, Kentucky, Louisiana, uh, New Mexico, Texas, California. <laughs> um, I know we don't say we relate ourselves to California, but there are quite a few states. Um, 14 states have bars closed right now for any indoor service. Many of those states also have restaurants closed for service. Um, and then states that paused that they thought they were going to open, but they didn't, North Carolina, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And then states that have reopened, but they still haven't reopened bars in um, Maine and New York. So many states across the country don't have bars open. We in Columbia, Missouri, we're a college town. Right. And we know that the students are about to come back into our community and that a lot of our social gatherings for our students do happen at bars and restaurants. I was out at Les Bourgeois um, out at the A-Frame uh, last weekend for uh, um, a, a four person birthday party where we sat at a table. But there was a group of college students there that there was probably about 20 of them, you know, all sitting around one picnic table. So when we look at, you know, what can we do to create and mandate? And and this is where we have the question of, you know, do we trust government enough to really help us to curb the virus? And right now, as we see across the country, the virus is growing. Um, you know, we're, we're increasing our numbers Percentage-wise, we have 13 states that are increasing in deaths. As we look just at Missouri, just over the last couple of weeks, we see a, a slight increase in the number of deaths that have happened since the decline. So are we doing enough? And a lot of it, unfortunately, is political and not public health. Um, I know that Elizabeth talked about the fact that we look at on Monday, we measure, you know, what is our hospital capacity? What are our positive case rates? But one thing that we should consider is what is the capacity of our health department? And do we have the resources to contact trace and to do the testing? You know, as the Boone County Health Department um, sent out a notification on Monday that they will no longer be ordering tests for close contacts, but only um, family members because it's unsustainable. And what unsustainable means is unclear, but there's a concern with capacity. We know that we have volunteer contact tracers in Boone County because we're desperately underfunded in um, providing for contact tracing and testing. Indeed. And as Dr. Alleman uh, pointed out multiple times on Monday's program, this is not sustainable in the long run. Um, to have volunteers uh, <clears throat> uh, comprising the, uh, the contact tracing apparatus. Right. And so when we look at bar ordinances and what's required, you know, right now <laughs> we're having to go through the municipal court process to prove that these bars were in violation. You know, St. Louis City just said, you know, if there's a bar in noncompliance, there will be a closing for 14 days. Like that, that's in their clear jurisdictional rules. And so we don't have that in Boone County. Right now we ha in Columbia, you know, if a bar is found in noncompliance, um, there's just not that very clear, here's the consequences to that. There's there's um, consequences within our ordinance, but it's it's not been as clear as St. Louis 
mayor has made it um, saying, you know, if you ignore our bar guidelines and social distancing, there will be an order of noncompliance that will close the bar for 14 days and that bars will close at 10 p.m. And again, if we have 14 states across the country that don't even have their bars open, and we know that Missouri now is a state that is being restricted from even traveling to other states. You know, if we want to go to New Jersey or, or um, to New York, we have to quarantine for 14 days. And, and just yesterday it was announced that Missourians traveling to Chicago have to quarantine for 14 days. So we are being restricted from moving about our own country right now. So, Peter, I do want to talk about what, what can we do? Because I know, having done this show now for many weeks and listened to the show for even longer, I get fatigued from listening to it. And, you know, how can we turn it off but not deny it's fair? Well, um, I think, I mean, you, you bring up, this is the great debate in our society now, and it's, it's a pity that it is political. Um, I suppose everything mm-hmm. is, is political in American society at this juncture. Uh, it's perfectly understandable that after six months of dealing with this pandemic, there's a lot of uh, suppressed need for social contact and uh, events, mingling, and all of these things. And it's easy to play the devil's advocate when we look at these statistics and say, okay, um, I see that these statistics are low. We're talking about less than 1% of the Boone County population, of, you know, according to some calculations. What is with everybody trying to play nanny state with me? Why is everybody telling me where I can go, where I can't go? Why is, why is my municipality telling me how I can run my business uh, or, you know, how I can't run my business um, and things like that? I think, the, I mean, my answer to that would be the numbers are low because of these measures. Um, if we were to take all of these measures out, then we would see uh, a large proliferation in cases. And I emphasize what Dr. Alleman had to say about, on Monday's program about volunteers uh, <coughs> uh, participating in contact tracing efforts here in Boone County. Well, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Boone County has 133,000 residents, give or take. That's the latest estimate from uh, some of the more recent census data. By the way, great show about census enumerators and yes. all the censuses working on Tuesday. Um, so... We need community volunteers, perhaps, to uh, partake in these contact tracing efforts and to, you know, not to, to sit at home and, and shame uh, and, and post a picture of, oh, say, oh, my God, this, look at this celebration, look at this bar or something like that. That doesn't provide a, a, a great deal of, of views. We need volunteers to participate in the community, and that's part of what we call for a little bit on this program. In terms of fatigue, uh, I mean, do you agree that this is to some degree inescapable? Our lives are, are altered. They have been altered for the last six months, and they will be altered for the uh, foreseeable future. Uh, this is not going away. Um, the way that we congregate, uh, the way that we travel, the manner in which we uh, uh, interact with others is altered and will be altered probably through the rest of this calendar year. So yes, one needs to look after one's own mental health, but a daily dose of education you know, about what is going on locally in your community and what is going on uh, with the virus in general is essential. We just simply have to build that into our lives, uh, do we not? 
Oh, for sure. And I think that, you know, being so inundated in it, I really wondered, like, can I take a, you know, can I travel? Can I take a trip? Can I take a vacation and still feel safe? You know, right? Like, how do we take a break from it? And, you know, Missouri is really a beautiful state. And a lot of southern Missouri is rivers. And, you know, Elizabeth and I both, um, within the last couple of weeks on separate trips, have gone floating on the river. And, and I wondered, you know, how comfortable am I going to feel doing this? And, you know, I think it takes a little bit of planning for sure. But being out in the outdoors is super beneficial, we know, for, for a lot of our mental health. And, and it became very doable. So there was a, not, a... It's not particularly dangerous either. I mean, we're talking right? about uh, manners in which this virus is spread is when one has uh, a large group of people confined to a, a small indoor space. So that unfortunately is part of one's mental health as well, whether one uh, you know, has a, a book club or a church or you know, any sort of uh, you know, congregating uh, ritual. That has been compromised, yes. But to travel, to be outdoors, uh, to enjoy the, the natural splendor of the state, that is still available to everyone, and it is relatively safe. I mean, provided one you know, keeps one's uh, uh, distance uh, from others. For sure. And, you know, lately we've been talking about, like, you know, what does quarantine look like? What does isolation look like? What does contact tracing look like? And I think last Wednesday on the show, I mentioned that on Monday I had to go into the Boone County Courthouse um, to submit that I wanted to appear in court via Zoom. And so I had to enter the courthouse. And as I entered, you know, I, I commented last week that I noticed there was a lot of people inside without masks on. And I was disappointed to see that because I really thought um, since the Boone County Court had put into effect as of July 10th, that we would, that a mask requirement for everybody indoors that I would see, um, you know, everybody wearing masks or at least the requirements thereof. And and I didn't see that. Um, And then on Thursday, it became public that there was an employee that tested positive for COVID that was in the Boone County Courthouse on Monday. And, you know, what we consider a positive case is if you were in close contact for more than 15 minutes without a mask. And so if you weren't in close contact, but maybe passed by that individual and they weren't wearing a mask, then you wouldn't be notified that you were a direct contact of that individual. And in fact, if you request information, you would not get it. Um, So, you know, when we think about what we're doing to contain the virus, I would say, Peter, clearly it's not working because, again, when we say the numbers are relatively low, they are, um, but we're the country that has the worst rates um, of any country that is of our like. (laughs) Um, So clearly we're not doing a good enough job. And and what, you know, the CDC's recommendations have changed over time as the science is better understood. And so, in even different counties and different states identify positive cases and details of positive cases more or less transparently. So it, it was an interesting experience having, you know, been at the courthouse. So I will say props to the Boone County um, courts that, you know, the 13th Judicial Circuit of Missouri has decided effective as of Friday, July the 24th 
once they identified that positive case, that they returned to phase one, which means that they are entirely um, on Zoom court unless there is specific and extreme circumstances that we require in-person meetings. So again, they have rolled back their in-person proceedings. So I have to say this is where we we took and identified the positive case and the um, the risk, and we we reversed our stay at home or our restrictions. And so, how how are we going to see as the schools open? And Elizabeth and I will be talking on your health matters about what's going to happen with schools that open. And you know, for the listeners who want a little taste of where I stand, is we need to do everything possible before we close the schools and we're not doing what most states are doing to get our positive rates down. Um, so it, I, I think it's going to be an interesting discussion. Um, and obviously, you know, there's a lot of people at risk here as we open the schools, our teachers, our administration, not just the students. And when we look at positive cases by, um, by age group, we see our age of positive case getting lower and lower. So our highest count of positive cases falls within the 20 to 24 year old range. Uh, but we've had we've had 90 cases of those under the age of 14 in Boone County. Um, so not, not a conversation without debate. The Columbia Public Schools has sent out an email to all parents um, on Monday saying, you know, we're rethinking this and we want to get parent feedback. I am sure they're taking staff feedback as well and more conversations to be had sounds like a very interesting discussion will that be on this evening's uh, episode of your health matters this evening on your health matters absolutely which is at uh 6 p.m correct it is yes 6 p.m this evening you can tune in to listen to uh, jenny chadwick and dr elizabeth alleman on your health matters uh discussing school reopenings which is indeed a very dicey question um i mean We've talked about this on this program before. One of the reasons why the United States has done so poorly in, in flattening the curve. Look, this is a very large country. Uh, it is a federalist constitutional republic with 50 different states. Um, and, you know, I, ideally, uh, you could look, you could view the states as sort of laboratories and how this is supposed to work. And some of the best practices could be emulated from one state to another. Somehow we haven't gotten to that point yet. <laughs> it seems a little bit more like the states are, uh, well, quite protectionist and, and you know, almost uh, at war with one another in terms of what is the right way to proceed. Um, you know, looking for the best practices and what has worked in other states, uh, also what has worked globally in terms of school reopening. Let's not forget, you know, in Europe, uh, most schools have been open uh, for about, you know, two to three months now. So there, there are ways to safely open schools. Um, there's rotative principles that one can use. There's outdoor classes. There's obviously social distancing measures that one can employ indoors. Uh, there's a whole, we did a show about that as well um, a few weeks back. You know, there's a whole laundry list of policies that are workable. So that's important as well. Yeah. All right, Peter. Well, I will let our listeners get to <laughs> Indeed. Look forward to talking um, with Elizabeth on your health matters today at 6 p.m. on schools. Thank you very much, Jenny. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Thank you. 
Well, that does it for today's edition of Community Pulse. In summation, we were talking a little bit about the numbers and how low they are, but they need to stay that way. And what can we do as ordinary citizens to, of course, not underestimate the severity of this pandemic as it enters its sixth month, but sort of get on with our lives. Of course, we all have a new normal to adjust to. We thank you, as always, for joining us on Community Pulse here on KOPN 89.5 FM, your listener-supported and volunteer-operated community radio station. As always, we'd like to hear your questions, comments, and feedback. Please uh, send us something on our Facebook profile. You can also email us at gm at kopn.org. The number to call is 573-874-1139. Do leave us a message. We will be back with Dr. Elizabeth Alleman live tomorrow. Please stay safe and stay informed, Columbia. An abridged version of background briefing follows.